Welcome to Fans of the Forge, where we are recapping Season 6, Episode 10, Battle of the Branches. Oh. Little little tournament going on here <laughs> between the armed forces here. So this week, it's the army is up. So they're going to have a bracket-style tournament where the winner from each branch will move on to a final round. Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines. Right. No Coast Guard in this one. Yeah, no Coast Guard. Doug said that they would get him next time. I was wondering about that. I was like, yeah. what about Coast Guard? It, Doug said something. He posted uh-huh. a thing on Instagram saying, sorry, Coast Guard, we only have the four anvils. We'll get you <laughs> next time. Like, okay, Doug. Yeah. Well, he better mean it. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I'm mean. sure he does. Yeah. I yeah, that's true. I don't know control he has over it. Yeah, that's but. true. All right. So um, our guys this week, Furman Lopez, 15 years of service, so they're showing years of service, not their years of experience actually forging. Well, when they come out. For some of them, at yeah. least. Yep. Uh, then we have Dave Froughton, 12 years in service, six years of smithing experience. Jack Stottlemyre, or Stottlemyre, 27 years in the service, seven years smithing experience. And he's really <laughs> tall. He was very tall, like Teresa pointed out after they did the lineup. She go, rewind it. Look how tall he is. <laughs> He's a, almost a full head over the next tallest guy. Yeah. means business. And finally, we have Tyler Hackbarth, who has six years in the service. So this tournament, the final winner will win $50,000. That's a big purse. It's pretty large. And for this episode, Jane Nielsen has returned. The pain train is back. He's back. So, you know, some pain's coming. Oh, yeah. All right. So, round one. The Smiths must make a V-42 stiletto. It was, um, you know, from Army Commandos used for close combat during World War II. And it had to be between 8 and 10 inches with a through tang, a 1-inch ricasso, and a textured thumb rest on the Ricasso. And they were given 10 series steel to forge the blade. Mm. So it pre- presented itself a little bit of a challenge because they had to have, you know, a quad hollow grind. Oh, yeah. To, to do that. So, um, you know, puts puts those guys out of their comfort zone a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. There's a, that's tough. I mean... I don't know how to do a hologram. Yet, I, I'm I not. Know that it's not yeah, easy. Not something I would want it to do for the first time on the show. No, definitely not. So for Furman, uh, he has problems with his welder right off the bat. He said it wasn't working, so he's waiting for one to free up, um, so he can make a work stick, attach it to his billet. Um, he gets uh, a point hammered out and does some thermal siphoning on his blade. Added a thumb rest using the rotary tool um, after grinding in the hollow grind. And did a quench and had a straight and hard blade. Yeah. So not too many obstacles for him. No, it was pretty straightforward. Yep. And he went went right through it. Yeah. For Dave, he started hammering on the anvil rather than using, you know, big blue. Oh, yeah. Um, trying to work that steel. Um, <laughs> and he turns around and sees Jack and decides to wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't believe his, you know, Jack had this huge, long, drawn-out billet, and he's like, "Wow, all right, I'm gonna wait." <laughs> Knock this, it. Was this where Will was like, "Hey, there's one thing you learn in the army: they just kind of look to see what the other guys are <laughs> yeah. doing, oh, to yeah. see right. what they're supposed to be doing." Uh, Dave checks his parameters after hammering out his billet, realizes he made it an inch too long, 
And um, what, what's caught all of us by surprise <laughs> is that when it came time to, you know, do some grinding on the blade, he's never used a belt grinder before. <laughs> He's only used an angle grinder. What? So world, you know. Okay. That's, uh, this is this is what I said to Teresa. Yeah. He had to have known he was going on the show. <laughs> right. He's never watched the show before. <laughs> <laughs> he had to have known he was going on there, like with some time frame ahead of time. He must know somebody, or could find a or, shop, or find a shop somewhere nearby that has a belt grinder. Right. Like, and I'm sure if he was like, hey. I'm gonna be on Fortune Fire. Can you yeah. can you show me how to do a little right. bit of grinding on this belt grinder? And you could tell he didn't know how to use it because he wasn't holding it properly. He wasn't Things. using a tool rest, nothing. He was just yeah, it was just freehanding. <laughs> it didn't look it didn't look good. No. Um well and to that I was like, Well, if you're familiar with using an angle grinder, just use an angle grinder. Yeah, why not just right, if that's grinder. what you're used to and you know Was it a time thing? Think he had time I don't know if that would have saved him any time or, or not because he might have wasted time just, you know, playing with mm -hmm. this. Yeah, I mean, if he has the experience of using the angle grinder all the time to do this. That stuff will move. a lot quicker. That'll grind off some metal in a hurry, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, he uh, quenched his blade really hot. And Judge made comments about the cracks and the stress, you know, that can become from that. Mm-hmm. So, moving on to Jack, uh, he was concerned about the quad hollow grind. Um, Who well, I think all of them were at that the, point, but he true. was he went out of his way to say that this is this is going to be tough to, to do yeah. this grind. And you want to say something about what he does? So, what was the name of his forge? Conflict Conflict Forge. Conflict forge. Yeah. So he takes steel from battlefields all over the. Uh, world that makes functional art and 100% of the proceeds go to helping veterans. Yeah, that was pretty that's neat. Pretty, cool. pretty awesome. Uh, I would say definitely check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Conflict Forge. Yeah. Conflict Forge. And, uh, oh, what, what do you know? He broke one of the grinders. So, he, uh, so I don't know. Is, this and is, he just moved on. This like, is the this guy. Is broken. He was at, he's the, this is this the, is the brute. we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So, he's just like, crank. He just cranked crank. on, you know, uh, something. And, what was he like? Crank, brrr. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so uh, he used a torch to heat his blade for the heat treat, which the judges commended. But he did get a warp in the quench, and he brought it to the animal and dramatic music and commercial break. And he bent it straight, yeah. well, I mean, no he problem. Had just broken a grinder, and now he's yeah. pressing on oh, his yeah. blade. You'd think he's going to break his blade, but he didn't. Perhaps. <laughs> Uh, and finally, Tyler um, couldn't get on the power hammer, so he goes to the press. He works on drawing out a tang after shaping a blade, and he's throwing shade at the other branches of the military. Oh, yeah. 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 He's going to win. <laughs> All right. So, moving on to judging. Uh, for Furman, he said uh, he had an uneven grind on his blade, but otherwise it was good. For Dave, uh, he had a crack going about halfway through the blade, likely due to an extremely hot quench. Mm -hmm. For Jack, uh, symmetry looks fantastic. It was a great blade, and if he wins, he owes them a grinder. <laughs> and for Tyler, nice work, but Gene Nielsen wants to see round edges on their Caso instead yeah. of like 90-degree angles. Right, because you can get stress points when right, you have exactly. sharp. So round that off. 
And, well, Dave got the boot due to multiple stress fractures. So, so. we moved to round two. Who's doing round two? I don't know that we actually decided. I don't think we decided. <laughs> do you want to do round two? Sure. <laughs> so for round two, they need to attach a handle, a cross guard, a stacked leather handle, and a skull cracker or skull crusher. We're still not really sure. They said it both ways. Well, Willis said it both ways. Um, and a pommel in only two hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they cut some time off. Yeah, they're doing, they yeah. like to do that now. They so, can change it up whenever they want, yeah. apparently. So. Their game, their rules. Um, Furman starts by cutting his leather, and then he gets mild steel for the guard. And he chooses brass for his pommel and begins stacking the leather, his logic being that he'll work on getting that handle together so it can dry, and then he can do the rest of the stuff on the blade, mm-hmm. which he then fixes the grind on his blade and then works on sharpening the blade. Um, Jack spends a lot of time getting his guard in order and has issues with the files. Um, he I makes... What was... It? I, I still didn't quite understand why he was having issues with the he files. He couldn't find the one that he wanted. Is that what it was? It just wasn't quite the fit that he was looking for? Yeah, so like... I the, mean, yeah. it was one of those things that's like, it's not a big deal, but it's a big deal for TV. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was really like, he had a round file, he's like, oh, 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 and he goes to like... A, big old file thing is like arr, arr, and then <laughs> when you know that you need the one that's like in between those sizes and you're on a two hour crunch he wants that file yeah, yeah. well I get it I mean it's TV uh, <laughs> <laughs> he makes um, he makes his like the original V42 by drilling a pinhole and ends up snapping the drill whoops oh yeah the drill bit um, the drill yeah. bit huh, not just the whole drill sorry the drill <laughs> bit <laughs> inside the pommel um, he gets the drill bit out and then shoves a pin and epoxies it. Um, then he fills in the gap with an additional piece of leather. Right. There's a gap up at the top of the handle, right? Yeah. 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 So that was his way of fixing that gap was just to put more leather in there. Um, Tyler starts working on shaving the tang and then he plans to work on threading it. He has issues fitting his guard because he did thread it and right. then he couldn't get it through the guard piece. Right, so that that part was round and bigger, and so his guard was couldn't fit. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's drilling his stack of leather. Rather than punching holes one by one, he just gets the stack and he's drilling it. And Jay yeah. Nielsen expects to see leather confetti. <laughs> yeah, like a big explosion of yeah. leather pieces. Um, but he does it, no problems. Yeah, she was, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll fool you. Pleasantly <laughs> surprised. So for the strength test testing, Jay Nielsen stabs and bashes ammo cans with, you know, I can't even think of the word. I was thinking of all those casings. just Yeah, shell oh, casings. Yeah. Shower yeah. of casings. Multiple times. How many casings are in this can? Oh, yeah. It was just every time. <laughs> um, so... Berman, there was nothing to keep his hand from moving when bashing the skull cracker. And so this is for Jay. And so um, Furman also lost a bit of the tip of the blade and it flexed a bit. Right. So yeah, blade flexed a bit, lost the tip, and the pommel didn't, wasn't super effective from keeping Jay's hand from smashing into the can. Yeah. yeah. Top of the can. Um, Jack had a great skull cracker and the blade was in good shape, but the pommel fell off. Considered a critical failure. 
Yeah, because otherwise the handle could just come right off at that yep. point. So. And so, and that was due to the fact that the drill bit didn't go all the way through the pommel and the tang. So yep. that pin that he put in was only in the pommel, not also the tang. Mm-hmm. And for Tyler, as long as he makes it through, he's going to be, you know, past Jack. The tip held up fine. The edges were sharp and everything was still intact. So Jack gets the boot due to the skullcracker falling off. It was a shame because I feel like that guy, if that hadn't happened, he probably would have taken the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now we move on to round three where the contestants had to make the U.S. Army Officer Sabre which had been in use since 1775, but an updated ceremonial version had been unveiled in 1902, which is what this was based off of. It had to be between 27 and 28 inches long. The depth of the curve in the saber had to be between half inch and three quarter inches. And it must include a three bar saber guard and a knuckle bow. And they were given four days to make the weapon. Again, four days. Right, so they shaved off an hour for round two and shaved off a day for round three. That might just be a new status quo. That's what I was. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. And you know what's interesting? What other TV show did four day final builds on their weapon making? Are you talking about Master of Arms? Master of Arms. What? Wow. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Uh-huh. Interesting. Right around yeah. the time that Master of Arms was airing was mm. been, would have been when they were filming mm. this. So, wow. hmm. Interesting, Forge and Fire. You but- thieves. <laughs> 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 Bold, son. Whoa. <laughs> anyway, we go into the custom builds here. Furman, who goes on Instagram by Tano Custom Knives, T-A-I-N-O, um, for day one, he used 1095 steel, and then he set up two forges to be able to work on his whole blade at once. So basically he had one in front of the other one, which right. worked pretty well. Um, and then he set a spacer up on his bench so that he could use that like a jig assembly to bend the, the saber to the proper depth that he had to get it to for his curve. For day two quenched his blade and it actually straightened out the curve that he had put in it yeah so he had to heat it back up and put it on his jig to get the proper curve depth again and then he just moves on keep that in mind because i have a theory about something oh okay so day three didn't show anything for him and then day four he works on sharpening the blade finishing his handle pieces and then tense music plays according to the closed caption tense music He breaks his handle material, and so he ended up switching to making a purple heart handle using a purplish wood, which was actually looked really nice. Yeah. And then Tyler, he goes by Wolf River Forge on Instagram. Uh, For day one, he started by making a high layer 111. Oh my God, I can't speak. All right. On day one, he starts by making a 111 layer Damascus billet. And he's using a 22-ton log splitter press yeah. that he built himself. Right. That is pretty crazy. That is pretty hey. bad. At 22 tons? Like, that's got to oh, yeah, be man. moving some metal. Yeah. And it was. For day- it, worked, it worked that bill pretty well. Oh, yeah. It was great. For day two, he went for his quench, and he had a little bit of a warp, but he's okay with it. He was pretty certain he could grind it out. Again, they skipped over day three. 
And then for day four, he planned to finish the shaping of the handle and finish his blade. And he had, the Damascus pattern looked awesome, I yeah. thought. I was like, yeah, that's one comment I made. I was like, that looks really cool. And then right as they're wrapping it up, he gives his best Doug, it will keel impression from his shop. So they move into testing back at the forge, and it starts with Doug doing ballistics dummy kill test. Perfect. It's a classic. You can't go wrong with this, that. This test. one's good, too. So, Tyler, for his, the edge is sharp. The blade took a little bit of glinting when it hit some of the bone, but there were no other issues. It will keel. He shaved the shoulders right off of the dummy. Oh, yeah. He just <laughs> took them That's right off. That's how he started. He's like, and then there's a lot of stabbing and he came right in and yeah it was chopping the neck beautiful it was good for Furman his actually he beheaded the ballistic with his it was a sharp sharp blade but then Doug backs up and you get a better look at that sword and it's it's got a pretty good bend to it it was not looking good and he had chipping on the edge from that as well like hitting the bones but it will keel. So even though it still had a little bit of it had a bend that was fairly yeah. noticeable, yeah. they were able to move on. They go to the strength test, and Jay Nielsen, Jay Nielsen, pain train comes in to attack some bamboo that's wearing a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> for Tyler, Jay says this is a beast. Like he just he smashes that helmet. He cuts through the bamboo. It is great. There's some chipping on the edge, but otherwise very sharp blade. For Furman, he takes one swing with that thing, yeah. and the blade just bends further, way more. Like just, yeah. and the handle swells were not placed in a good position for Jay's hands, so his knuckles smashed into the guard in that first hit. And so right. it's like one hit, and Jay's like, "Oh no, ain't gonna happen." Yeah. And so because Jay stopped the test, and the blade bent so much. Uh, Furman ended up being eliminated due to catastrophic failure, and we get Tyler as our winner, All our right. army champion, who then moves on to the finals. Very good. So this was a great episode. I thought, you know, it was um, it was pretty action packed. I would say there's mm-hmm. lots of stuff happening. Nothing that was too over the top. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about your theory? Oh, the theory. Okay, so his. I, I completely forgot about it, but for Furman's blade bending, he heated it back up again, right? But right. he didn't reheat treat his blade, but he that got we it. That saw. That we saw. Right. They didn't, they didn't show, show him. It. So but then, I, I see what you're saying. If, they, if he didn't reheat treat it and quench it again, then it maybe just didn't, it wasn't hard anymore. Maybe it was, that's why it bent so much. Possibly. <laughs> um, I mean, we, we also know that you know, blades need to be tempered mm-hmm. after a quench. So, you know, they don't really show that either. So I don't it's, know what happened after that. Right. It's they possible. They didn't show day three. They didn't show day three. Yeah. But it's possible maybe he missed something when it came right. to that heat treatment that caused that to happen. Because yeah. that was a pretty significant bend. It but took it. Yeah. And considering we've seen other guys making, you know, thinner thinner swords that they've done the bend test in. Right, and, and it returns that, and they, to true. And, yeah, mm-hmm. so like it, it, some, something was weird about yeah. that. But 
anyway, he, he still did great, I thought. And, you know, overall, he, he was a very likable guy. I was rooting for Furman the whole time, I think. He was he was my yeah. If we had to do a pick, which we don't do anymore, I probably would have picked him to win. Uh, but overall, it was a good start to the tournament and a good start to the evening because it was a back-to-back. Yeah, double episode night. Double episode night. And we will cover the next one in our next recap. How about that? So, first things first. We have a giveaway going yeah, on. Yeah, still got that thing going on. You got to enter this giveaway. We're giving away an ostrich egg. We're giving away some crossbow bolts. We're giving away some hot sauce. We're giving away a knife banner. It's yep. going to be great. Uh, I made some jerky, I think, last weekend. I could throw some in. Hey, look, at we got something yeah, else here. There we go. Something else. Yeah. We got some jerky thrown in. Homemade jerky yeah. from Sean. This is... A great little prize pack. <laughs> Absolutely. And hell yeah. I mean, think of this. Jerky and eggs. Jerky and eggs with some hot oh. sauce on top. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. We're giving There's you an winner. ultimate Man. breakfast giveaway right here. This is going to be good. So remember to go enter the giveaway. The posts are on our Instagram account. All you have to do, find the post, comment on it, hashtag F-O-T-F-G-A-W. And then if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you can get a second entry into the contest. And you have to be following our Instagram account, JD Hungerfords, which is Hungerford Blacksmithing, and Forge and Feathers, which is Zach Lewis's, who's providing the ostrich egg. So go follow those guys. Do a little comment to let us know that you entered the contest. It's pretty easy. There's not a huge number of con- people in it so far. <laughs> odds are so pretty like, good right yeah, now. Yeah, your odds are Odds good. are good. You might win an ostrich egg. <laughs> Some other stuff. And other than that, thanks to everybody that has been following us on youtube and and facebook our facebook page like went from i don't know 100 and something likes to 500 and something likes over the last oh, two killer thanks um related to the fan favorite episode that we did but still nice not, not complaining yeah, nope um you know follow us wherever you want to uh, we're available on pretty much all platforms but we don't screw out twitter because it's kind of a waste of time yeah and how's our other thing going with the we- the weapon what's your favorite weapon um we've gotten a good amount of feedback on that sean i don't know if you realized i had posted that i saw it you saw it okay yes so you have to the, the thing about that is we posted it to the friends of forge and forge and fire group on facebook and the reason we did that is because you need to post a poll to a group to be able to add multiple options. Uh, if I wanted to post just a regular poll, it only lets you do two. So I talked with Yahtzee Radko, who is one of the admins for that group. He's like, of course, you guys can post whatever right. you want. But the thing is, if you want to vote on it, you have to be in the group. Gotcha. Or at least if you wanted to add a thing. I wanted to add mine, and I couldn't until I joined the group, which right. was fine. Uh, they'll, the they'll seconds add you. They're looking in. to grow the group yeah. anyway, so it's not a bad thing if you join the group, and there are a bunch of good people there. Yep. So we'll let that one run. Maybe we'll let that run another week and see how many more people we get it. I'll share it a few more times, and then um, then we'll tally that up, and we'll go through who who which weapon yeah. has, is uh, the, the top weapon that people liked. Uh, from previous episodes. So, yeah. So that's it. That's the wrap-up. I think that's it. Thank you for watching, and we'll catch you in the next one. See you.